If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A dribble, lets it fly. He throws it. FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Friday, no. Tipped up by Nash at the horn. Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. What's up and welcome in. It is Hardwood Takeaways right here on Sports Grid. I'm your host today, Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. It is the December 10th edition where we're breaking down everything that went down on December 9th. That is the Monday night slate of games. And friendos, there were some good ones. Let's kick this bad boy off with the Clippers at the Pacers. The Clippers won 110 to 99. And the Clippers did it without Kawhi Leonard. They now moved to 18 and 7. Pacers are now 15 and 9, 9 and 3 at home, though. Let's go start and take a look at the Pacers. Demontis Sabonis, huge night, 18 points, 22 rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a block. He's no longer really baby Jokic. He's kind of, you know, closer to Jokic light or Jokic 2.0. 36 minutes, he was 7 for 18 from the field. TJ Warren dropped 12 with eight rebounds. 
Miles Turner continues to struggle. Devonis Sabonis is getting all the run. Uh, Turner in 25 minutes was two for nine from the court. Five points, five rebounds, three assists with one block. Malcolm Brogdon, he had, he dropped 20 with two assists and a couple steals. He was seven for 15 from the field. And Jeremy Lamb, only five for 12 in 24 minutes, 12 points, four rebounds. Off the bench, Doug McDermott dropped 17 with six rebounds, hit five threes off the bench. The team as a whole only made 10, so he got half of them. He played 30 minutes in the game. Holiday, three points, four rebounds in 23 minutes. And TJ McConnell, he had eight points in 24 minutes. They were 35% from the field, only 10 of 35 from three, and uh, missed seven free throws in the game, 21 of 28. That's not going to do you any favors when you're going up against the Clippers. Over on LA side, uh, Paul George without Kawhi Leonard, he dropped 36 points with nine rebounds, five assists, and a couple steals. He was 10 for 26 from the field, hit seven threes in this, took 16 of them, hit seven threes. He hit uh, 70% of the uh, Clippers threes in this game, as a matter of fact. Pat Bev had uh, one of those threes. He was five for seven from the field in 39 minutes, played more minutes than anybody. 11 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, and three steals. Great night for him. Uh, Patrick Patterson hit another one of those threes with five points. And Zubak, 13 points, eight rebounds in 21 minutes. Off the bench, Montrezl Harrell, 26 points, eight rebounds, 12 for 22 for in uh, 30 minutes. And Lou Williams, Two for 19 from the field. An absolutely dreadful night that they get to walk away from. They shot just under 41% from uh, the field, 31% from three, and hit 20 of 27 free throws. But the Clippers were able to take that one away without Kawhi Leonard. Paul George will do that to you. And really, you know, the Pacers side, you're going to miss all those shots. That's probably not going to help anything. Uh, The Boston Celtics, they were hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers and what's interesting about this one is there are pretty rampant rumors about Kevin Love wanting out, wanting to go to a contender. I believe he even made some comments that nothing has really changed at this point. This isn't a team he would. Why would he want to be on a five and eighteen team? They are two and nine on the road. Maybe go to a team like Boston. Boston, who has not lost a game at home, they are a perfect ten and 0, 17 and five is their record. They moved to. They won one ten to eighty eight. Cleveland did not score more than 26 points in a single quarter. As a matter of fact, they scored 22, 22, 18, and 26 in the third quarter. They were outscored every single quarter of this game by the Boston Celtics. Kevin Love, he did play in the game. He uh, played 27 minutes, was only 3 for 12 from the field, not helping his uh, trade value. 7 points, 10 rebounds, 1 of 7 from 3. Tristan Thompson had a double-double, 17 points, 11 rebounds, in uh, 8 for 11 from the field. Single digits from Garland, single digits from Sexton. 4 for 14 for Colin Sexton. Garland was 4 for 11. Just absolutely abysmal shooting from this team. 7 for 14 was Jordan Clarkson off the bench. He did score 19 points. They shot under 40% and only hit 7 of 31 threes in this game. Maybe even worse, their uh, free throw percentage. 9 of 19, under 50% from the free throw line. Tristan Thompson was 1 for 7. He was obviously a big role in that. Over on Boston's side, Gordon Hayward back in the lineup. uh, 7 for 10 from the field, 14 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and he felt really good. Jason Tatum had a double-double, 19 with 11 points, 2 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. Uh, Hit 4 threes in this game. Kimba Walker, 22 points, 7 rebounds, hit 5 threes. And Jalen Brown dropped 20 with 7 rebounds. That starting lineup, that mixture of Walker, Brown, Hayward, and Tatum has really, really been studly. 
And what's interesting about it, hmm, there's kind of a hole there where you could maybe fit in a guy like a Kevin Love. Now, I mean, Enos Cantor still comes off the bench. He played 18 minutes in this one. You know, they viably, they kind of throw out a bunch of other names. Robert Williams is a guy that obviously they would get minutes for, and he would lose minutes if they were to go and acquire. But the team does have, um, they do have a nice little hole, but maybe it's more for defensively because Kimball Walker, Jalen Brown, Hayward and Tatum, all, you know, kind of offensive studs. That's not really Boston's problem. It even might be more about depth, uh, but they moved to 17 and five. Good production across the board. Great percentages. Jalen Brown, 9 for 15. Kimba Walker was 8 for 13. Hayward was 7 for 10. And Jason Tatum was 7 for 14. So they shot as a team 57.7%. They hit over 50% of their threes. And they didn't really shoot a whole bunch of free throws. So that wasn't a factor in this game for them. And what might have been the game of the night, the Kings versus the Rockets. This one came down to the very, very last second. It was 116 to 118. Sacramento inbounds the ball. It goes to Bielitsa, and he hits a look like a 26 foot three to win the game and stun the Houston Rockets, who fall to 15 and eight. Uh, the Kings beat Houston in Houston. They're now 10 and 13. An absolute shocker. I know Bogman was just like beside himself. This was also the day that the Houston Rockets were informed: Hey, you're not going to get your protested game. We're not going to like replay the game or do a tie because of the weird dunk thing. They screwed up, but they're not taking in, uh, any of that. Over on Houston's side, let's take a look at what went down. Russell Westbrook, he dropped 34 points, had eight assists with three rebounds, six turnovers a la old Westbrook, but he was 13 for 17 from the field, hit a couple threes in this one. James Harden, eight for 19 from the field, only hit three threes, 27 points, four rebounds, 10 assists, but had eight turnovers. A lot of turnovers there. Clay Capel had a double-double, 13 and 17 in 37 minutes. Uh, House had 11. And P.J. Tucker, weird rebound night, had 16 defensive rebounds, 19 total rebounds and 10 points. He was 4 for 10 from the field. And uh, Ben McLemore, who's been on kind of a little bit of a heater, was only 4 for 13 uh, for 12 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, but did hit 4 threes in this game. The team shot 53-pointers. They shot more three-pointers than field goals made. They only made 17 of them. So they're 34% and uh, 48% from the field as a whole. Now on the Kings side, because they pulled off this stunner, Bielitsa ended up having a fantastic night. 17 points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals, three for seven from three with that last one. Six for 14 from the field as a whole. Rashad Holmes, uh, 16 points, eight rebounds with four steals. Very good night. Harrison Barnes had 19, Harrison Barnes had 19 points, eight rebounds. Buddy Heald with the big one. He was 10 for 19 from the field, hit six threes in this game with 26 points. Every single king that took the court, except Rashawn Holmes, hit a three in this game. That's kind of an astonishing number. You want one more step further, take out Rashawn Holmes and take out uh, Yogi Ferrell. Every single guy had two or more threes. They were 20 for 45 from the three-point line, 44%, and 45% from the field as a whole. Off the bench, Trevor Ariza. Had a nice uh, chip-in night in 26 minutes. Eight points, five rebounds, seven assists with a couple steals. Bogdanovich, 13 points, hit three threes off the bench in that absolute stunner, that heart-crushing, soul-crushing defeat that poor Bogman has to deal with. I feel bad. Not really that bad, but just like a little bit. Uh, the Bucks and the Magic. 
The Bucks hosted the Magic, and there's a really good duel with GA going on with a guy like Jonathan Isaac. Those two battling it out. But the Bucks won 110 to 101, moving to 21 and 3 on the year. The Bucks are the Magic now 11 for 12 on the year. Aaron Gordon had 10 points of 13 rebounds, but only 3 for 12 from the field in this one. Jonathan Isaac, who I mentioned, 10 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 blocks. That's what makes him so special. Markel Fultz had 13 with 9 assists and 5 rebounds, but poor percentages across the board. 4 for 14. Evan Fournier, he dropped 26. He was 7 for 17 from the field. Hit 4 threes in this game. Off the bench, Terrence Ross had 23 points with uh, 4 threes as well. DJ Augustine, 13 points, 5 assists in 23 minutes off the bench. And a couple chip-ins here and there. Michael Carter-Williams, Mo Bamba got a couple minutes. Nothing significant as far as their production goes. They were 10 for 31 from three-point range, under 40% uh, from the field. That's going to hurt the magic. Over on the Bucks side, GA missed a triple-double by just a couple assists. 32 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists with a steal and a block. He was 12 for 22 from the field, but a really poor 6 for 12 from the free-throw line. That doesn't do you any favors. Chris Middleton, he had 20 points with nine rebounds, hit four threes, was eight for 18 from the field. Single digits across the board for the rest of the starters between Brooke Lopez, Eric Bledsoe, and Wes Matthews, and relatively poor percentages as well. Eric Bledsoe was three for nine from the field, had eight rebounds, eight assists, and six points off the bench. DiVincenzo had 12 points. George Hill had 10. Ilya Sova, 11 with six rebounds. He was four for five from the field. They hit 16 threes in this game. Didn't put up enough free throws, but volume and GA is always the killer. Uh, Going over to the Pelicans and the Pistons. Pelicans lost at home to the Pistons, 105 to 103. Pistons now getting uh, taking back a couple wins, 10 10 and 14 on the year. Pelicans 6 and 18, only four for nine at home. Over on the Pelicans side, Brandon Ingram, 31 points, six rebounds with three assists. He was 11 for 21 from the field, hit four threes. Drew Holiday had 20 points, six rebounds, five assists, was 10 for 21 from the field. That was it for your offense. Okafor was in the lineup. He was only three for four. J.J. Redick was one for 10 from the field. And uh, Kayvon Williams, one for six with two points. As far as the bench goes, Hayes had 13 points and four rebounds. Hart, 12 points, six rebounds, five assists. He was five for 14 from the field. Abysmal 21% from three. That's, you know, three, the three pointers really are killing some of these teams right now. Also, free throws, only five for 22 from the field. That's uh, under 70% from the free throw line. Over on the Pistons, in Andre Drummond had a double double, but uncharacteristically, usually it's, you know, the 20 uh, rebound variety 13 points, 10 rebounds. He was four for 11 from the field. Blake Griffin had an absolutely unforgettable or a forgettable night, at least for him. In 34 minutes, he was one for nine, missed all his three-pointers, had five points, four rebounds with an assist and a steal. Kennard had 14 points in the starting lineup, single digits across the board, but on the bench was the hero of the night. Did I mention this one was a last-second game winner by Derrick Rose? Oh, yeah. Derrick Rose, 21 points, three rebounds, seven assists. He was nine for 17 from the field. Thank God for Derrick Rose for the Pistons, and he even said after, I can't repeat, all the words that he said, but he was like, I'm made for this. He's like, this is what I am built for. There's not wrong. You know, and I, I think there was even, I remember seeing comments about the idea of load management, you know, when he was uh, with the bulls, had that been an idea or a thought process, it could have saved his career. Eh, you know, chicken or the egg type of thing. Maybe that's possible, but Derek Rose, the revival of his career continues on dropping 21, 
getting the game winner for the Pistons when guys like Blake Griffin and uh, Andre Drummond are struggling, specifically Blake Griffin. Uh, Bulls and the Raptors. Bulls lost 92 to 93. The Raptors barely steal that one as there were some uh, low, low outputs. Even though the game started off hot, 30, 30 points across the board, 60 points total scored in the first quarter. The teams really cooled off, uh, but the uh, Raptors moved to 16 and 7. Bulls down to 8 and 17. Over on the Bulls side, Zach Levine, kind of close to a triple double, 20 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, hit three threes in this one. Laurie Markinen, 13 and 8. Wendell Carter Jr. had 14 with six rebounds. Sadoransky had a double-double, 10 points, 11 assists. Uh, Gafford off the bench scored 14, and Valentine scored 13. As a team, they shot just under 40% from the field and 12 of 46 from uh, the three-point line. Over on the Toronto side, Pascal Siakam, 22 points, six rebounds. Norman Powell had 17. Kyle Lowry had a uh, seven and seven type of a night, seven rebounds, seven assists with 11 points. Anobi had 10 points with five rebounds and off the bench, Abaka had 11 points with 14 rebounds, but only three for 11 from the field. Just poor, poor shooting across the board. 37% from field goal, 24% from three and under 70% from uh, the free throw line. That's the winning team for the Toronto Raptors. That's the spot that we're in with all of this poor shooting. It's kind of gross to see, unfortunately. Uh, A couple more games on the docket here that we can talk about. The Phoenix Suns gave a little whooping to the Timberwolves at home out here in Phoenix. The Suns are now 11 and 12 on the year. Wolves are 10 and 13 as the Phoenix Suns won 125 to 109. Over on the Wolves side, it was uh, Towns and Wiggins. That was about it in the starting lineup. Towns had a big night, 33 points with 15 rebounds. He was 12 for 18 from the field. Andrew Wiggins dropped 23 in 37 minutes, but single digits for the rest of the starters. Covington. Akoji and Culver, all single digits. Off the bench, Jeff Teague did have 16 points, but the team was 6 for 22 from 3, and the volume just didn't do them enough as the Phoenix Suns scored 30-plus points in three of the four quarters, which definitely got that done. Over on Phoenix's side, Devin Booker, 26 points. He was 11 for 20 from the field, hit three threes. Every single starter for the Phoenix Suns hit at least two threes in this game. They hit six. They hit 16 as a team. Devin Booker led the way with three. Uh, Ricky Rubio had a double-double, 16 points, 14 rebounds with a couple threes. Kelly Oubre, 24 points with four rebounds. Syrich was back, 20 points, nine rebounds. Frank Kaminsky only played 10 minutes in the starting lineup, hit two threes, six points, two rebounds off the bench. Aaron Baines had 12 points with two threes. And Cam Johnson, another two threes. It was just raining threes for them. They shot 40% from the field, uh, from the three-point range, I mean, and just under 50% from the field as a whole. So the Phoenix Suns moved to 11 and 12 with all of their sharp shooting. One more final and one is just about to end as I'm talking to you. The Thunder beat the Jazz 104 to 90 in Utah. Utah now in 13 and 11, uh, dropping some games. The Oakland uh, Oklahoma City Thunder 11 and 12 now as they took this game. Over on the Jazz's side, the Spider-Man Donovan Mitchell 26.6 rebounds with 3 assists. Rudy Gobert had a big double-double, 19 points with 17 rebounds, no blocks though. Was 9 for 10 from the field. Joe Ingles was in the starting lineup, played 34 minutes but only had 9 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists and low output across the board for this team. Over on the Oklahoma City Thunder side, uh, Chris Paul, 16.7 rebounds or seven assists with four rebounds. Steven Adams, 11 points, 13 rebounds with four assists and four blocks. He was a perfect four for four from the field in 28 minutes. SGA dropped 20. 
And off the bench, Dennis Schroeder, 11 for 21, hit three threes for 27 points. They weren't good from the three-point three, uh, three point line, but they beat them in volume, as many of these teams have. And the final game, it's just coming to a final here with about 40 seconds left. The Grizzlies are up on the Warriors as I'm recording this, and that would move them to their seventh win of the year. Golden State would have their 20th loss as it's 109-102 with uh, just a few minutes left. Jean Morant came back. He's 25 points, seven assists, eight for 14 from the field, hit three three so far in this game. Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, looks like he just hit a three. 16 points, three rebounds, three blocks, six for 13 from the field as the Grizzlies are moving. Or maybe it was a free throw, actually, as they're just moving their lead. Yeah, with five seconds left, 110 to 102. Valanchunas had a double-double, 13 and 10 in 27 minutes. Brooks, uh, Dylan Brooks, 17 points in 30 minutes. And off the bench, Grayson Allen, 15 points in only 12 minutes. On the Warriors side, Draymond Green in there, 16 points, five assists in 33 minutes. D'Angelo Russell had 18 points with seven assists, put up 22 shots, only made six of them, Did was four for uh, 10 from the three-point line. Willie Colley-Stein, 17 points with eight rebounds and a couple blocks. Uh, Eric Pascal was in the starting lineup but only scored five points. But Alec Burks off the bench, 18 points, seven rebounds, six assists, bad field goal percentage, 38% for this team. They only put up 27 threes. Just think about that. The Houston Rockets, think about how the Warriors and, you know, Rockets were almost, you know, line in step together as far as how they treated the three-point line. The Rockets almost shot double what the, the uh, Golden State Warriors did. It's just, it's, it's amazing to see what this uh, team has really kind of delved into when they've lost Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. And they do drop this one 110-102, to 102, their 20th loss of the year. And the Grizzlies, uh, with the return of John Morant, good to see the the young bucks getting back in it and uh, thriving 26 points. Like I said, in 29 minutes, those friendos are the games. That is the whole slate of games for you that happened on Monday. And uh, you've only got a couple for Bogman in this next one. Wizards at the Hornets nuggets at the Sixers is going to be a fantastic game. Hawks at heat and Knicks at trailblazers. That is what is coming up tonight here on the uh, December 10th edition of hardwood takeaways. You can find me on Twitter at is it the Welsh. I will be back with you again later in the week. Bogman's got you up on the next episode, but make sure to keep it locked right here and subscribe to Hardwood Takeaways right here on Sports Grid. I was your host, Chris Welsh, today. You guys have a great one, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. 
So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.